Can you play Mariah Carey, uh, Last Christmas? <laughs> okay, now play All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. No, that was it. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a Charger product? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully posable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 361 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is the scientific podcaster, my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, you are a technical podcaster. Yes, I am. Pinky in the air. Very scientific. That's what I bring to the show. It's cool. The bloodline does the one in the air and you just do a pinky. I just do my pinky. Yes. I'm the guy with the pinky up keyboard in front of me going, actually, <laughs> what's going on, dude? So I want to get into the toy spotting I did really quick because I couldn't believe this deal I found the other night. And I've literally been sitting on this thing all week going, I cannot wait to talk about this on the show. This is maybe the fattest toy deal I've ever gotten outside of, Okay asterisk outside of the San Jose toy show where I found a Shawn Michaels Remco Matt mania sans clothing and sunglasses for $7. Okay. Can I ask, is it wrestling related? No, you, I can't ask that. I'm sorry. <laughs> the answer to your question is no. Oh, the answer to my, okay. 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 So what's your deal? So the deal is here's the deal. Somebody on <laughs> Facebook posted so, you know, McFarlane has the DC license. Right. One of the items that McFarlane has done is this humongous vehicle called the Batmo Beast. And it comes with a Batman figure. The Batman figure has like this leather jacket on with all these spikes on. He looks like a badass. And he's he's got like a Grim Reaper. Uh, what do you call that? A, uh, oh, gosh. What's the weapon that the Grim Reaper walks around? A, a walking a stick. Scythe? A scythe? A Sith? A Sith. Not a Sith. That's that's an evil person in Star Wars land. Uh, a Steep. A, a Steep. A Skythe. A Skosh. A Steve. He's, he's a holding a Steve. A, a Skype. A Spotify. Oh. Something that starts a, with an S. Anyway, th that's the weapon that Batman is holding. But it's this gigantic vehicle. And when it came out, it was $100. And it's been $100 forever. And I saw it and I'm like, that thing is badass. But for 100 bucks, I get... Ugh. I, just, I can't do it. Like, I'm trying to scale back on the collection a little bit with the Batman stuff. I'm not trying to buy everything. But it's awesome, and it's 100 bucks. I've got to pass. Somebody on Facebook put up, Hey, guys, if you were holding out for a lower price, here you go. Put up a link to Walmart. And Walmart has the Batmobile with the Batman figure. Stated old price, $100. New price, $24.97. $2,497? Man, that thing escalated in value. 24.97, meaning, Jeff, $24.97. Oh. A 75% discount. 
approximately. Because I am the scientific uh, podcaster. And you are a mathemagician. Yes. So, Pinky in the Air, jumped onto Walmart.com with that link, ordered myself a Batmo Beast, paid seven bucks in shipping, got this thing the other day. You should see the size of this box. I walked up to the, it said it got delivered. I got a text message from Walmart saying the item had gotten delivered. I walk up. First off, when you come up to my porch, there's like the stone post. And that's usually where like the Amazon or FedEx or UPS guys will drop the boxes or packages that come. And it normally hides everything just fine. This box was so big. It stuck out from around the post. And I saw this. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I rounded the corner. Dude, the box was gigantic. I opened it. And now I haven't opened the actual Batmo Beast box yet. I'm going to open it. I just haven't done it yet. This thing is huge. It's badass. And the best part was it was 75% off. Got it for 25 bucks. Last, Damn. Yeah, it was amazing. Last I checked, it is still available. Walmart.com. Type in Batmo Beast. Last check, it was still twenty four ninety seven. That was as of Thursday morning. So Merry Christmas to me. Twenty five bucks. <laughs> Your Walmart text messages were better than mine. I got some uh, Superstar figures canceled. No, now I'm on the hunt for. <gasps> oh uh-huh. no. Uh huh. What uh-huh. got canceled? Uh, a couple of the Superstar figures. So now I've got to go c- find Series Three. Wait, which one was Series Three? That was Mankind Taker. Man- Mankind Taker. Papa Shango and Million Dollar Man, which is funny because I've already seen them and I'm like, oh, I've already got them on Walmart. I'm mean, just. Oh, dude. Yeah. So now I'm going to go on the hunt for those. All right, Fig Lifers. Jeff needs help. I'm sure I'll find them. It's just I try to avoid Walmarts around here, if you know what I mean. That sucks, dude. Well, if it makes uh, you feel any better, I got you a pretty cool Christmas present. Oh, what'd you get me? You will find out. I'm not big on spoilers, dude, so. If you got me a bat beast, I don't know what I'd do with it, honestly. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I thought about it. I'm like, dude, 25 bucks. Like, this will be just uh, first Batman figure. But then I was like, he he wouldn't use this. He wouldn't even... Like, he, what are you giving me a Batman figure for? Like, I could just see you saying that in your head, but being like, oh, thanks, dude. That actually is what I would probably be doing, Of too. course. You'd just be nice about it, and you get home, and you'd be like, what the hell am I going to do with a big-ass Batman car? Like, get out of here with this. So that's why I didn't get it for you. I got you something way more practical. All right. I like that. I like that. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Just do a Google search and you will be able to find Fully Opposable Podcast. Or just talk to your Alexa and say, Alexa, play Fully Opposable Podcast. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fully opposable WFP at gmail.com. Okay, this show is going to be two segments. It's going to be news and it's going to be listener because we have a crap ton of news thanks to Ringside. Is this another Ringside Fest? How many Ringside Fests are we doing? 18. Three, sir. <laughs> so happy holidays, guys. We have a ton of news for you. Because wasn't the Hogan Beach Shop a ringside fest or something like that? It, yeah, there were some reveals there. Yeah, there was some news coming out of that. So, uh, hey, look, give us 365 of them. I'll take new figures every day. I'm good with that. It's like Christmas in December. Oh, I, wait. What? Wait a second. I see what you did there. What did I do? Christmas in December. I, man, I, I don't get what you're hinting at. It's like Thanksgiving in November. I don't know what you're talking about. 
All right. It's like the AVN Awards in January. Wait, what? Those are my favorite January months. It's my favorite awards. <laughs> All right, Scott, you want to do a fun little Christmas segment. It's Christmas Day as we drop this. So I'm going to have you kind of take this one because this was your idea. Yes. So I knew we were going to have a lot of news this week when all of this stuff started to break. And like you said, another ringside fest with a lot of great news from Steve and his team. But we needed to have something Christmas inspired in this episode. So I thought up Santa Claus is coming to town. And Santa Claus is feeling very generous this year. And Santa Claus has sent Jeff and I a list each. We need to answer these things for him and we're guaranteed to get them. So the list that Santa Claus and his bag of tricks has given us has the following. You get one meet and greet with the wrestler or manager or referee, valet, what have you, living or deceased, to do a meet and greet with. You get one mint on card series of figures. Now, not an entire line of figures. One specific series from any line of wrestling figures, mint on card. You get one loose series of figures, any line of figures, but just one series from them. Finally, you get one mint on card playset of your choice and go. All right. I was thinking the first one we were, I wanted to do, the meet and greet with the one wrestler, past or present. Yes, living or deceased. That one for me is an easy one, and that would be Dusty Rhodes. Gotcha. Okay, I'm glad that you said him, because had you said my name, I was going to pick Dusty. Okay, was yours Macho Man? Yes, it is. You get a meet and greet, right? That means, is it is it just like a typical WrestleCon, walk up, get, get your figure signed, have a quick chat, bounce? Or are we talking about like sit down full-on menu, you get to sit at a table with them. Yeah, it would be more intimate, right? Because this is a Christmas gift, so it would literally be like a one-on-one. So I would love to meet Dusty because I would love to pick his brain regarding some stuff in NWA. Like, I would hate to sound like a mark, but at the same time, I'd be like, okay, so what was your thinking behind this booking? Take me back to when the Road Warriors put the spike in your eye. Yes. I would love I would love to be under, I don't want to say under a learning tree because I'm not in the business or anything like that. Under the mark tree. Under the mark tree, just to kind of hear the mark tree. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to hear his thought processes behind those things. I'm going to pitch a mark tent and learn <laughs> under the mark tree. I would ask Dusty, because this is where I was going to go. Had you said Macho Man, I was going to go Dusty. What were the plans for Magnum TA? Because I'm sure that they had long-term plans. Like, what was the like the immediate plan when he got the injury, but or before he got the injury? And then where did you see that going? Like, how far down the road was Magnum TA booked with ideas and whatever? And also, like, what happened with Tully Blanchard? Like, why weren't Arn and Tully and Arn too? Why weren't Arn and Tully? kept on board why did they have to leave for the wwf and go be the brain busters why couldn't you guys come to terms on money why wasn't the value in them seen because obviously they went to wwf and they were huge there these are just questions i would love to ask dusty well i think arns talked about that on his podcast but i'd have to go back and do a little bit of research on that one well what okay so like flip it what would you ask macho man uh 
I, you know, that's a great question. And for Macho, I would probably that one I'd have to think on because I wasn't thinking Macho. Because when I would read your questions when you sent it over, first person I thought of on that one was Dusty. Okay. So now that you're saying Macho, I'm like, man, I don't know exactly what I would ask Macho because. He probably has been asked a gazillion times about the WrestleMania three match. Of course. Yeah. If I were to ask him and it's this one-on-one, you're sitting at a table, you're under the Mark tree. How much of what Hogan has said regarding, you know, you actually started like yelling at Hogan about Liz before they started counting you down or whatnot at that Saturday night's main event. How much is that is true? Right. Because we can't, we can't trust Hogan. Right. Yeah. Hogan lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hogan lies. So I would like to ask his side of the story, how much of that is true? So probably something like that. Then I would probably come up with something silly to ask him. Okay. Uh, Macho Man's my favorite white rapper, by the way. (laughs) Even more so than John Cena. You crazy, Scott, dude. (laughs) I would ask him, so outside of WrestleMania 3, what was your favorite WrestleMania match that you did? Okay. And I would also like to know what he saw in DDP that led him to put over DDP and essentially make DDP's career. Okay. Okay. I would go that direction with them because I'd love to ask him about WrestleMania three, but you're right. That question I'm sure got asked so many times. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably pass that up and maybe focus on other WrestleManias. I would also ask Dusty, did you hate the polka dots? Babies. It, it got me <laughs> a lot of money. So no, I didn't. And also like how big of an, an honor is it to you to see all of these wrestlers now sing your praises? The ones that you sat under your learning tree. Like how much of an honor is that to you? Because yeah. you see Kevin Owens pay tribute, Bailey's paid tribute, everybody is paid tribute, Seth Rollins paid tribute to Dusty. So um, th- that would be like amazing. Like if you and I could sit down and have dinner or lunch with Macho and Dusty at the same time would just be incredible. Okay, I'm going to have you pull the next question. Okay, so getting into the toys, you brought up an interesting point the other day. Does it have to be wrestling? I kept mine to wrestling, but no. It's it's Santa Claus is coming to town. He's giving you your pick of the litter. So pick from any toy line you want, be it Voltron, Transformers, Mask, Cops and Crooks, Brave Star. The floor is yours, dude. One mint on card series, not an entire line, just a specific series from any toy line. I would probably go with the tag team set. Well, it's not a series, though. That's the tough thing. See, I would want the Heart Foundation, British Bulldogs, LJ, and tag team sets. Ah, but they were in different series. They were in different series. That's the problem. So, one series, I would go Series 8 Hasbro. Okay. Because uh, that's my favorite series of all time. Just top to bottom, fantastic series ever. So, I would definitely go that one. Okay. Got it. For me, it's the one that started it all. LJN Series 1. And we've we've pretty much hammered it into the ground. I've told the story a bunch of times, but that Jimmy Snuka hanging up at Toys R Us, I had no idea about wrestling. That is the figure that pulled me in. That's the reason we have a podcast today. So I think hanging up on the wall, just for that reminder of why this show exists, why I'm even a wrestling fan today, has to be LJ, LJN Series 1. Next up, Santa Claus has said you get a loose series. Any toy line, one specific series from that toy line. That one I may go Heart Foundation Bulldogs. Oh, oh. But it has to be a series. You know what? I may have to switch everything up. So the Mint on Card one, do I go Matt Mania because we never had it? 
that so for me matt mania is my loose okay because all of our remcos are loose so if i got one loose series mine would be remco matt mania oh that one i'm tempted to say mint on card and then hasbro yeah hasbro series eight would be loose we already have it loose you already own it you're gonna get it again okay never mind yeah never mind you're right you're right you're right okay so are we the same on the loose i think so okay uh, you know, I almost went UK Galoobs, but we've had some really nice listeners that have sent us a few of those figures. Yes. That it's like we already have a good majority of those. So mm-hmm. I have to go Matt Mania. That is, it's not even a regret not having it in the collection because we never saw it. There were a lot of wrestling figures that never hit here on the West Coast. And it was pretty much everything after Series 3 and the LJNs, we never saw. Everything after that Sid... And Anvil, I forget what series that was of the Hasbros. Uh, basically, starting at the red card Hasbros, nothing showed up at Toys R Us anymore. Everything was at specialty shops. So there were a lot of weird, just West Coast isn't going to get these, at least in our area. And unfortunately, uh, the Matt Mania was one of those. And to go back and try to collect it now is just almost impossible, you know, budget-wise. But yeah, if Santa Claus is coming to town, I'm taking the Matt Mania's loose. And the last up on Santa Claus's list... A mint on card playset, your choice. Uh, playset <laughs> ring, what have you? How don't I go back to the LJN ring? That big monstrosity with the impaler posts. Yes, I would love it. Just mint in box, the whole bit. Sling them, fling them. Yeah, like every year around this time of the year, I always think back to our very first time of well, at least mine of seeing wrestling figures. And that was you getting the Hulk Hogan front figure from, I believe it was Auntie Carolyn uh-huh. and not knowing what that was. And it, that started everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I want LJN series one mint on card. It's that reminder of where it all started. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I have to go LJ and ring. I have to just the memories. Okay. So I have two. Okay. And Santa Claus can pick for me because I really can't pick between these two. I had, I've had i had neither of these. First up is that NJPW ring with red shoes, the referee. Ooh, yes. Which we've actually talked about on the show before, and I've always been intrigued by it because I think it's badass looking. And I love the box art on it. The other one, and again, Santa Claus is picking the red Remco ring with the steel cage. We never had that as kids. I don't even remember seeing it as a kid. But now that I've gone back and looked at it, the thing's pretty pricey, especially complete with the little padlock for the door and the little um, the forks to hold the wrestlers on and battle in the ring. I think that set's awesome. And it would have been way more durable than that cardboard ring with the canvas that we had. Love that thing, but this would have been way more durable. So I'm going to let Santa Claus pick on that one. And he says, leave me alone. I'm getting drunk. Yeah, he <laughs> kicks us down the slide. <laughs> Oh, Merry Christmas to everyone. This is a lot of fun going back and thinking about all the toys that we got when we were kids. Thinking back to, you know, Scott's talked about the Ewok village. I mean, we've talked about, you know, we did actually, I do want to say we never got many wrestling figures for Christmas because we were getting so many throughout the year. Yes, that is correct. Either we would buy them, like if we saw them or whatever, and we had, you know, birthday or Easter money or what have you. Um, but yeah, during the year we were getting those. And of course, mom and dad bought us a ton of them during the year that, yeah, come Christmas, there wasn't much wrestling to give. But I do remember one Christmas, we got a bunch of bendies and the bendies ring. 
And the thumb wrestlers. And the thumb wrestlers. That right. And I, I, oh, and the 12 inch scale. That was the same Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, I think mom was literally out of ideas, like wrestling wise. We had Remco's, we had LJN's. Like, what else can I get these guys wrestling? And just went to the store and was like, okay, what don't they have? And we didn't have any of that. So, boom, all that went in the cart. And Merry Christmas. That was badass, dude. So many memories. Think about all the memories of toys that you guys had. Shoot us over some, I know it's Christmas, not going to be Christmas after this Sunday, but at the same time, like, shoot us over some memories, man, of getting those toys. Was there one specific toy? Like, let's think the Christmas story of the Red Rider, Red Rider BB gun, you know? Right. You know, what was that one toy that you guys were just so desperate for? Scott's talked about the Ewok Village. I've already mentioned that. But what was that one toy that you guys wanted so bad? That one, one toy that when you got it, Maybe your parents kind of hit it off to the side and it was the last gift you were going to open. What was that one toy? So anyways, shoot us over that. You can send us over fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. You know, we kind of had that with Sega Genesis, Jeff. Do you remember that? I remember getting it. Christmas morning. Oh, I want to say it was 91, 1990. We had Christmas morning. Now, a parent's house is tri-level and we always did Christmas morning in the bottom level downstairs in the family room. That's where all of our stuff was. We went down and I was convinced mom and dad were getting us a Sega Genesis. I was banking on it. I'm like, dude, we're getting a Genesis. I'm already planning with my Christmas money what games I want to go buy the day after Christmas. Because a Christmas tradition in the Toon household, you wake up god awful early uh, the morning after Christmas and you hit the mall with your Christmas money and you go crazy. Yep. And mom would go buy her Spode dishes and do what mom does. So yeah, we'd go to the mall. We'd spend all our money. So I had my, my money earmarked already for Genesis games. So we go downstairs, we open up gifts, no Genesis. And I'm like, oh dude, I I think we're going to be screwed here. We might have to pool our money together to go buy a Genesis. And so we're sitting there and I mean, completely grateful for what we got. It was amazing, but it was that one thing where like, wow, I was completely banking on this and I, I, I can't believe it. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I, blo- mind blown. So we're sitting around and Mom does something. She's like, guys, there's another package up here under the tree. Can you come get it, please? And we go up. And of course, Sega Genesis sitting up under the tree in the other room. And there was much rejoicing. My money did go to a bunch of Genesis games the next day. But again, just that magic of Christmas that just, it's incredible, dude. As a kid, like you said, Jeff, you've got those memories of maybe one thing. Or maybe two things. And for me, there's two things. The Genesis. The other one would be the Kiss Mego figures. That meant, oh. that meant the world to me that mom <laughs> got me those that one Christmas with the four solo albums. I just, I adored those figures so much. Whatever happened to those? I, I don't know. I got my hands on them and Peter Chris took a, took a beating. God, you hated Peter Chris, apparently. I did. He was the worst. You weren't a big fan of Paul Stanley either. Ah, this is the chest hair tickled my nose. <laughs> no, you know what's funny too is because leading up to Christmas, I remember that. I can't remember if dad had lost his job or his hours got reduced at this job yeah. or something. Yeah. Dad was always telling us leading up to Christmas, you know, I don't know if I, we can afford, you know, the Sega Genesis. But like in our heads, we kept thinking mom and dad will find a way to get us to Sega Genesis. Yeah. We didn't, you know, we didn't understand dad losing the job or I can't remember. It was, was he part of applied fusion at that time or whatever that company was? He or... might've been between jobs. Like he hadn't landed it yet. And they were kind of living off of like 
the the settlement they had or the retirement or mom said yeah something weird like that yeah but it was hard times baby but dad kept saying that and sure enough when we didn't get it i was that same shocked feeling came over me like oh crap we didn't get it maybe it is hard times right now yeah and not to sound spoiled that's that's not exactly the, the feeling it, it was just like more like shock like wow yeah we're, we are hurting this is crazy yeah, we had a wonderful Christmas, but the fact that we didn't get the Sega Genesis, the one big thing, maybe we are hurting. Right. That's when mom called us up and said, hey, there's one more gift under the tree. Yeah. And when we got it, it was just run upstairs, grab the RF switch or whatever it yes. was. <laughs> or call Sean. Hey, dude, can you come hook this up for us? Maybe we did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. And I saw a tweet the other day. Somebody had basically screen capped it and put it on Facebook. It was your best Christmas memories are because your parents love the hell out of you. And yep. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly why there's so many great memories around Christmas and be it toys or video games or food or a great memory of a crazy uncle or something. Just that's what this season's all about, dude. It's all about your family and being together. And I hope you guys are making the best of it. Merry Christmas, all. <laughs> was that shitty Jingle Bells? No, that was like Santa's coming to town. <laughs> wow. What? You didn't hear it? Can you play Mariah Carey, uh, Last Christmas? <laughs> okay, now play All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. No, that was it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I nailed it. Okay, play Wham. Last Christmas uh, I gave you my heart. Very next day. Because if nobody's heard it yet, we've got to break their streak. Uh, is that how it went? You could play some <laughs> bullshit and nobody would know the difference. It is shitty flute. That's what I was shooting for. Excellent. Well done, dude. Way to be in the Christmas yeah. spirit. You brought it. I did. I did. Well done. <laughs> All right. We've got a ton of news. we got to jump into this. All right. Uh, quickly, Jazzwares was sold to Berkshire Hathaway. All right, that's all. Okay, new ownership. And coincidentally, Jeremy Padauer did say that there is a lot of news upcoming about shipping dates, new series, new figures. So stay tuned. Quick little news thing that popped up. It says adults are buying toys for themselves. <clears throat> what? <laughs> Wait, what? As I look over to this humongous pile of boxes next to me. I, I don't understand, but why does CNBC need to tell us what we already know? And it's the biggest source of growth for the industry. Real, real fast, I'm going to get into this. There are two things keeping the toy industry afloat right now. Scott and Jeff and the scientific podcasters that they are. <laughs> Just joking. He says the two things keeping the toy industry afloat right now, inflation and a consumer group known as Kidults. Is that what we're called? I guess so. Wait, I got an Urban Dictionary. K-I-D-U-L-T-S. Oh, no. Uh, actually, it is a thing. Okay, Kidult. I don't think this is bad. So, A Kidult is an adult that prefers items that society deems are for a younger person. So, yeah, it's Kidults. Okay, perfect. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us Kidult. These kids at heart are responsible for one-fourth of all toy sales annually. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Around $9 billion worth. And are the biggest driver of growth throughout the industry, according to data from an MPD group. It's an important moment for the toy industry, too, with the holiday season upon us. See, 
it is important because we go and buy toys for ourselves instead of buying for anyone else. Exactly. You're welcome, toy industry. Kidults who tend to spend more on toys have a great fondness for cartoons. What? Hmm. As I watched G.I. Joe last week. Superheroes and collectibles that remind them of their childhood. I don't understand. How dare they insult us that I watch cartoons? Are we being judged? We are totally being judged. We're adults. We're carrying the toy industry and we're being judged and insulted. How dare they? <laughs> Fondness for cartoons as I watch Beavis and Butthead basically nightly. <laughs> they buy merchandise such as action figures, Lego sets, and dolls that might typically be considered for kids, quote unquote. I've got your Batmo beast right here. However, in recent years, toy makers have created product lines just for the cons- these consumers, realizing that demand is high for this generation of adults who still want to have fun. All right, let's move over to FOCO. FOCO showed off their bobblehead of IRS. So if you guys want an IRS bobblehead, head on over to FOCO. Now it's time to head over to Funko. Funko? FOCO. From FOCO to FUNCO. Okay, they showed off some stuff this past week. They showed off a WrestleMania 12 Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart Funko WrestleMania 12 two-pack where they're in the ring together. Do you buy that because you were there? Yes. Okay. I am 100% buying that. Okay, would you have bought it regardless? Yeah, it's Bret. Okay, I gotcha. But hey, you were there. Extra special meaning. GameStop exclusive, Paul Bearer with The Undertaker. And I put Undertake. Hmm. Whoops. Oops. Typos. Now Walmart exclusive... Bam, Bam, Bigelow. Damn you, Funko. I thought you were out, dude. (sighs) Yeah, but then they do something like this. Like, I love Bam, Bam, Bigelow, dude. And then you see how good the figure is exactly, and you're like, ah, damn it. I'm trying to stay away from Funkos, and then they hit me with a Bam, Bam, Bigelow, so I gotta get it. Okay, so it's only like 11 bucks, so it's not that bad. You're right, you're right. In the grand scheme of things, it's probably as much as a basic figure, and it looks amazing. But if you think about it, $14 more, you can get a Bat Beast. <laughs> I already did spend that money, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Target Con reveal. Hogan versus Andre WrestleMania 3 with Ring as well. So those were the Funkos that were shown off there. On the back of the Bam Bam card, Funko revealed Rhea Ripley, her newer look. Ricky Steamboat, he will be in his dragon gimmick gear. And an updated Randy Orton look. Damn you, Funko. You hit me with a Ricky Steamboat, too. They hit you with that Ricky Steamboat. Why couldn't they have done WrestleMania 3 Ricky Steamboat? But My point, exactly. And you put him in a ring cart. As Jordan Cassatt said, Ricky Steamboat and that dragon gimmick is more toyetic than anything. No, Jordan's absolutely not wrong. He's 100% right. It does make a badass-looking Funko. And I thought the same thing when Defining Moments did Ricky and his dragon gimmick. And now I regret not getting that figure, so I may end up with two more Funkos in the collection. Okay, now it's time for Mattel. This is going to take up a big, big chunk of time, so be prepared. Here we go. Elite 102, Edge. He'll have a shorter hairstyle. These were all renderings. He'll have a long, all-black jacket. Looks like Sean, special guest Sean. <laughs> it does look like special guest Sean. That's hell it does, point. yeah. Austin Theories, his co- they called it his comic-inspired year, but it was, which character is that? America? American Man? Uh, uh, yes, American Man, Jeff. American Man, thank you. Uh, he will have a phone. Variants will be Austin Theory in all black gear. Gunther, 
He will have a new body mold, so it's reflecting his more toned, skinnier physique. Not humongous Walter from that amazing ringside exclusive packaging. And Rhea Ripley, she'll be in her Judgment Day look and with entrance robe. Also, Commissioner Foley will have a cloth good flannel shirt. He'll have a gavel hand, because remember, he always had the gavel. He'll have a cactus that went everywhere and a Commissioner shirt. So it'll be Commissioner Foley. I'll be 100% honest. When I was scrolling pictures from this, I just caught the face and the goatee. And for two seconds, I was super thrilled that Mattel finally got one man gang. And then I was like, crap, it's Foley. A lot of people thought it was somebody else. I just can't remember who people were saying. Same here. Yeah, it got me too. All right, let's go to Elite Greatest Hits. These figures will be updated with true FX and double-jointed elbows. Blue Tista, which was an interesting one because I remember specifically Blue Tista being on pegs quite a bit out here. Uh, yeah, and people kind of mocked it. Like, that's yeah, why it has that, the name Blue Tista. Yeah, in that series, that was the one figure that was always on the peg. I can't remember what Elite series that was, but it was always on the peg. Yep. And welcome back, King... Harley Race. King Harley Race is back. He'll be part of the Elite Greatest Hits. I'm happy for everybody. I know there are some people being like, oh, well, it's in a devalue. My King Harley. <laughs> then get out of the game. If you're in yeah. it for money, get out of the game. I'm so happy for Joe Blow, two houses down, getting the King Harley that he couldn't get his hands on because it never showed up in stores. I'm happy for him being able to now have a shot to get this Harley. Yeah, exactly, dude. And of course, I'm joking when I say if you're in it for money, get out of the game. But I'm happy for the people that weren't able to get this in their collection, namely me, being able to add this back in. It was almost like Steve Ozer put on a Santa hat. And it's just like, hey, guys, happy holidays. And boom, here's Harley Race available again. Now, hopefully... I mean, I have to assume it's going to be easier to get this time. Yes. But I guarantee this is going to be like getting concert tickets. The minute it goes up for pre-order, I am online. I'm getting my order in like yesterday. Like as soon as this thing goes live, I'm on it. I have to get this in the collection, dude. I am so excited they brought it back. It's one of the greatest Mattel figures ever created in the WWE series. And the fact that they're bringing it back out for those of us, most of us that missed it, I'm just, dude, I'm over the moon. Like, I'm so happy. So King Harley is back. Everybody rejoiced. And this means that we'll get other looks possibly of King of, I shouldn't say King Harley, of Harley. Maybe manager look Harley when he was managing Vader. You could pair those two up. You could probably get NWA Harley. There's so many options that they can go with. Absolutely. Yeah. Give us a Starcade 83 Harley. That would be amazing. Like you said, a manager Harley would be great. Like you said, so many options, and I'm so happy Harley Race is back available to Mattel. This is just, it's great news, dude. It's literally like a, a holiday, a Christmas present from Steve Ozer. This is incredible. It's like Christmas in December. Almost like Christmas in December. <laughs> Ultimate 17. Seth Rollins, he'll have new head sculpts. He'll have a soft goods entrance gear that wasn't showed off. Now, moving over to Andre the Giant. We saw the prototype the other day at Hogan's Beat Shop, but now they showed off the rendering. Andre will have new head, soft goods piece, will be shown later per Steve. I'm curious what they go with there. And they also said a championship title that will also be shown off at a later date. You've got to figure the championship is going to be the belt that comes with that Andre Elite 100. 
The one that was like custom fitted for. That's what I'm guessing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's going to come with him. But yeah, what soft goods would come with Andre? Are they going to replace the singlet with a cloth singlet? I don't know because they did, when they showed the rendering, it was all painted on a singlet. So I don't know what exactly soft goods they would be able to put on him because he didn't really wear a jacket to the ring or. That's why I'm any... thinking maybe the, the painted on was just part of the rendering, but it is going to be a soft goods singlet. He said there's soft good piece. So we'll find out what exactly that is. I was hoping it would be like, and I think we talked about this last week, is I was hoping it would be like a two-in-one Andre. Where like he would have a soft good singlet that you could remove and underneath he'd have the, the trunks on. And there would be a long-haired and a short-haired Andre inside the package. Well, they don't have the long hair. Yes, exactly. That's why the only soft goods I could think would be a singlet. That's the only thing I could think of as well. Unless they do that white shirt that had the big Andre hand that was like the ringer shirt. It was like a red neck with red sleeve with the big Andre hand on the front. Oh, bingo. Well, I, mean, I don't know what else it would be besides that. Oh, well, no, they couldn't do a duffel bag from WrestleMania 1 because that's the wrong, wrong era Andre. Or soft goods mask, machines. Well, no, because they didn't show it off in the rendering. They, I don't think that they show the title. They didn't show the title. Okay. Soft goods mask for the machines because that would be the right look. I, I like the idea of that old school shirt, Andre, with the hand on. I would love that idea. But that was that was more face, Andre, though. That is true. So I don't know. That doesn't fit that era. Like I was thinking, okay, duffel bag from one, but I don't know. But you know what? That duffel bag from one, that'd be cool if, if they ever did a stud in Andre Coliseum collection. That would be a cool piece to include with them. That would be amazing. Yeah, with like little bundles of money to put inside of it. Oh, that would be so cool. Look at us carrying the toy industry. <laughs> Kidults. Kidults. <laughs> All right, RSC exclusive. Welcome back to Finding Moments. All right, if you guys had defining moments on your 2022 uh, checklist, check it off because they are back. They showed the back of a rendering of Mankind with thumbtacks in the back. They did not show the front. Steve said there will be more figures with the defining moments line. It's just not a one and done. That's awesome. Look at Steve putting on his Santa hat again for the second time, giving us Harley, now giving us back defining moments. All right, per Steve Ozer, Ultimate Edition 2-packs are coming in 2023, which is in two weeks, so they'll be on the pegs in two weeks. <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've seen no announcements outside of the Usos. But they'll be here in two weeks. They'll be here in two weeks. When the calendar flips, just like when Mattel took over for Jax, there will be figures on the pegs. Boom. Done. So, yes, the Usos, I believe, are the first ones that are coming out like that. And we'll have more information as we get further into the news here about the specific packaging styles. But what this opens us up to, outside of the Coliseum collection that gives us two Ultimate Editions, now we're getting another series of two packs of Ultimate Editions and if they just kept this thing tag teams, and of course we'll be getting to a couple of names a little bit later, but this opens up a humongous door to tag teams that have yet to be done in ultimate, that have never been done in ultimate edition form. That it, I, dude, sky's the limit. Like they need to start going to get names now. Specifically, Barbarian. Barbarian. Specifically, the Road Warriors. Specifically, Dynamite Kid. I, look, when you can start doing ultimate editions of tag teams, literally I am holding out my wallet with a credit card sticking out of the end that you can just grab, charge, put back. 
I am handing you my money. Tag teams are probably my favorite things to collect, specifically Golden Era, the 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, but tag teams are specifically my favorite thing to collect. And now you're going to do ultimate editions of them, gladly going to buy the Usos, no problem. But then you start thinking of the other ones that do Harlem Heat, get Stevie Ray back. Give us an ultimate edition Harlem Heat. Soft goods? Oh my goodness. Alternate heads? Dude, you could do Harlem Heat in their red outfits and give us black cloth singlets to put over the red? Yes. And then you have multiple heads in the package so that one of them has the red hat, the other one has the black hat? Yeah. Sky's the limit with this. Again, look at the Cadults carrying the toy industry. It'd be cool if they did a uh, Roman and Seth Shield two-pack. I mean, obviously you can't do a three-pack anymore, but yeah, a Roman and Seth Shield? Oh, come on. Like, All day. Oh, that would be incredible. And I mean, there's just, the list goes on, right? And you could just start dropping tag team after tag team, but w- this is great news. There was an RSC Q&A with Steve and Robert Rudman. Let's get into those. One of the questions, with NXT getting a bit more popular, could we see a return to the NXT line, or will we still see NXT superstars show up in the main line? Steve said they are working on an NXT talent, so they are coming. They do have figures in the works for NXT talent, which I'm hoping they have pretty deadly. I'll be honest, I'm not really on top. Outside of Braun Breaker, I really don't know what's going on in NXT. Okay, so I've gotten caught up in NXT, and I love Pretty Deadly. They're a tag team in there. They remind me of the Fashion Police a little bit. Okay. They're so good. I'm a huge fan of theirs. Anyways, um, I'm hoping Pretty Deadly is in there. Anyways. I'm hearing good things about a, a new NXT tag team called New Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just cut their teeth. They're, you know, they're, there's rookies that are down there. Up and comers. Okay, that's great. Good for them. I, I hope they have a big future ahead of them. They do. They just put the belts on them on the NXT line. So. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Yeah, sky's the limit for him. Also, he said, for the NXT line, I don't see happening in the near future. It's always an option, though, because they bring it back to finding moments, all that stuff. But as of right now, Steve does not see that happening. Steve said that there is a new torso for post-WrestleMania 9 Hulk Hogan's because one of the questions was, is there going to be anything to update Hogan's physique to fix the 3 a.m. hot dog tan that's (laughs) rotating in 7-Eleven? You know, stuff (laughs) So Steve said there is a new torso for post-WrestleMania 9 Hulk Hogan's uh, that will be implemented in early 2024, and there will be a revised skin tone as well. Okay. Someone asked, can you give us a women's superstars update? What can we expect from the line for female figures, both in the top pick series and standard series? There is a good representation with the females. Try to have one to maybe two females in each elite line series. So they feel that there is a lot of representation of the females. We have seen a lot of changes to elite packaging over the years. Are similar changes being considered for Ultimate Edition figures? Could packaging be customized for specific superstars? So you said you see it on low-key extent for Undertaker and British Bulldog for the packaging. You won't see it across the board with as many figures as we do in WWE line. For Ultimate Edition, there is talk about keeping everything uniformed outside of the Coliseum collection and maybe SDCCs. So no changes to Ultimate Edition packaging, foreseeable future, maybe even next two years. Maybe just, if anything, graphic changes. Okay. Regarding later career versions of Legends, any chance of NWO Dusty Rhodes in red jacket jeans and 
a older looking heel head scan or perhaps a millennium man era Sid Vicious with new series intense head scan. Steve said, can we do them? Yes. We just need to find suitable homes for these. These names do get pitched, but sometimes they get bumped for someone else. Steve wanted Piper, has always wanted Piper, from his last run with the tag team titles with Flair. There was a Duggan with janitor gear with TV title that was pitched from his WCW days. Uh, Just a matter of time before they start popping up. Well, if anybody's going to make it happen, it's definitely Steve. And... Any progress with WWE on getting classic referee figures made, i.e. Earl Hebner, Nick Patrick, Randy Anderson. Steve said refs are always on his checklist, and he thinks he's close. Nice. Uh, Robert did say, you know, we did get Danny Davis, so that was part of the referee. That was a nice start. And in the biggest news of this past few days, the Steiner brothers were announced for the Legends line. They are signed to a Legends deal, so we are going to be getting Steiner figures. Huge news. Yeah, like I said, Steve, just keep your Santa hat on. Because I think you're right, Jeff. Out of all the great news, and this includes the King Harley, that was the biggest piece of news coming out of it, is that we're finally getting Steiners. We all thought it would happen at the Hall of Fame when they. we all thought, oh, they've got the Steiners. This is, this is going to happen now. It didn't happen. Braun Breaker comes into NXT. Rick shows up at one of the shows. Uh-oh. I knew I heard it. Uh oh, Scott! I, I, I hear the galloping. Jeff, it is me. Greater than the road wires, better move set than the ultimate. It is me, the keyboard warrior. I am here. This keyboard warrior, how did I know you were gonna show up this week? I thought I heard him. It is me. I am here. What are you here to complain about this week? I am here to complain about some stuff. Troll. Exactly. What what can you complain about? We got Steiners. We got some good Ultimate Editions coming. King Harley. What cloth piece is Steve going to put with the Andre the Giant? <laughs> is this what we're picking on right now? We just went over some great news. I don't like it. What don't you like about it? I, it's. I want to know what the soft goods piece is. It <laughs> drives me nuts. What doesn't drive you nuts? Well, everything drives me nuts. I'm sitting in my parents' basement and I'm trying to. I. I everything drives me nuts. Scott, can you take this guy over? I'm just sick of this guy already. I'm not talking to him. I don't want to talk to him. He just shows up on the show, man. Well, the rule of thumb is don't feed the trolls. You're, you're feeding the troll, dude. Let's just let him get his piece in, whatever he has to say, and let him get on his way. Well, the other thing I'm pissed about, if you go to 38 minutes and 50 seconds in that video, he makes fun of us. Us? You mean Steve Ozer kind of did a little uh, keyboard warrior troll? Yes. <laughs> well, he doesn't have the right to do that. Well, yes, he does. He's, you know, he's having fun. Let him have fun. I don't like it. <laughs> of course you don't. You're the keyboard warrior. Yeah, well, I don't like that guy. Why don't you like Steve Ozer? Why can't you just be in the Merry Christmas spirit? Why can't you just be happy? Well, he, he is making fun of me, and I don't like him because I have pitched so many ideas that, have made, that would make Mattel millions of dollars. Can we just wish him, keyboard warrior, a happy holidays? I don't like you two either. Of course you don't. <laughs> Stand in line, buddy. You have that dumb podcast <laughs> cackling all the time. And what, we're having fun on a show that makes people smile? Yeah, and it doesn't make me smile. Nothing makes you smile. <laughs> Look, Keyboard Warrior, just go away. We'll see you next week for something that you're going to complain about next week. 
Eh, you guys suck. <laughs> Thank you, keyboard warrior. Thank you, keyboard warrior. Yeah, I'll be on my way. Goodbye, everybody. Krampus. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Beat it, Krampus. Bowser, don't ever mock me again. <laughs> Kick right. rocks, dude. Think, Get out of here. I think he's gone. Okay, good. <laughs> Galloping off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> he threw in his last little keyboard punches at the last second. <laughs> Parting shots. Oh, man, that guy is a lot. I don't know why you guys like him so much. He's something else, that guy. I know. All right, I'm going to go over some questions that were thrown at Steve real, real fast from the Wrestling Figs message board. Comes in from CTM814. He said, Steve, great question here. Wait. <laughs> he said, great question. He, like, told him, he like told Steve, this is going to be a great question. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So the dude's still- I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I am CTM. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait a second. I thought you would put that note in there as like, hey, dude, just pay attention. This is going to be a great question. But no, no, no. It's the guy typing the question to Steve that tells Steve, hey, Steve, great question right here. That's like when I say that was good improv, Jeff. I mean, not to say that this is a bad question upcoming, but to preface your question with, hey, this is a great question. That's actually pretty hilarious. So CTM asked, how many WWE figures have you made so far, basic and elites combined? So I put this in because Steve, this is a question for Steve, and Steve gets to kind of, not toot his own horn, but kind of be like hanging his hat on this. So he said, this was a tough one. I've long since lost count, but doing some quick math, I think I've conservatively passed 1,200 figures, Damn. including everything, retros, ultimates, etc. He said, time flies. It certainly does. So then CTM814 follows up, and he said, Better question. Wow. He said, ultimate tag teams. Is it separate boxing or all in one package? Okay, well, hold on. Before we get to, to Ozer's answer, that is actually a really good question. It is a good question, but I like how he prefaces everything with great question or even better questioning. <laughs> I'm a, You know what, CTM, you're my favorite, man. You're my favorite. Can we put the narcissist CTM? Put the oh, narcissist in front of CTM? Oh, and just have Bobby Heenan, like, just going off, like, oh, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, not that he's asking great questions, but. No, he, he's asking great questions, but. Then telling you that he's asking a great question. Yes. That he, he's like, yeah, you're right. He's like the conceited heel almost. <laughs> Dude, you know what? Next time we have Steve Ozer on before every question, we have to go, <laughs> hey, Steve, great question right here. Oh, hold on. I've got the greatest question. <laughs> oh, this is the betterest question. All right. <laughs> is is it separate boxing or all in one package? Steve said they are bundled similar to Coliseum Collection. Not slider card backs, but two individually packaged figures in a decorative shipper. Okay, wait. Pause. Yes. Dude, Mattel has literally stepped into we are now the greatest wrestling figure company in the history of wrestling figure companies. You're catering to a, a true love of mine in wrestling, and that is tag teams. You are making ultimate editions of them. But not only that, you're making a custom box for them. If it's anything close to what the Coliseum collection is, can you imagine the box art that's going to go on these? I mean, the Usos, you can already kind of picture in your head how good that's going to be. But then you start getting into teams like, what if they can do Harlem Heat? What if they can do an ECW version of the Dudley Boys with soft goods overalls? Yeah. What if 
the Steiners come in soft goods singlets with multiple heads, right? Because you could do, and I was talking to Christopher Dean about that with Steiners. You could do multiple heads for the Steiners, Rick uh, in his headgear and Rick with his curly hair. You could do Scott, like late 80s Scott Steiner with kind of the shaved sides. You could do a later version of like WWF Scott with the like the full kind of mullet. Right. And with the Steiners, you could put the WCW and WWF tag belts with them. Yeah, but I'm th- the, the box art, I'm thinking overall presentation here, because you know they knock the figures out of the park, right? And they're going to do the Steiners justice. They have to. The fans have been clamoring these for, for these for years. This is going to be incredible, dude. Like this opens up a whole new kind of collecting world to me and I'm here for it to the point where I'm like, okay, what am I going to now carve out of my collection so I can I can start focusing on these as well and fit these into the budget. This is great news to me. Like this is incredible, dude. And I'm already kind of picturing in my head and I'm super excited about it. Next question came in from Eero. He said, when you do the Ultimate 80s Golden Age ring... Do you plan to include a mainstream figure like Hulk Hogan or a lesser known that wouldn't do as well at retail? So there's a reason I put this in because I found this interesting that Steve answered. Not sure yet. Hmm. We'll have to take a look at the landscape of things if, when the time comes. I know who he's waiting for. I know he's got a name in his head that's like, if he becomes available to us, he's going to go in with the the, the Golden Age ring. Or 80s wrestler? Yep. Um, Red Rooster. Uh, not exactly who I was thinking, but that's a good guess. Um, Iron Mike Sharp. Another great guess, actually. I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Give us an ultimate Iron Mike Sharp. Um, Italian Stallion. (laughs) Jim Powers. Paul Roma. (laughs) You are so on the right track, dude. (laughs) Who are you thinking? Could you imagine a young Stallions tag team set that came with the Golden Age ring? Oh, dude, I would go bonkers for it. <laughs> it's like, do I want them with the ring or do I want them in the ultimate tag team set? I would absolutely love that because they both had the red jackets on. So yep. you do cloth good jacket. Oh, I am here for that. Give me Young Stallions. I am 100% in. Young Stallions. I said Italian Stallion. Well, okay. there, was, there was an Italian Stallion too. Yeah, I'm like, you an NWA jobber. Wow. Well, he actually was on both. Oh, you're right. I thought it was weird that he would show up as a jobber early at 10 a.m. Yeah. And then he would be a jobber on NWA. I'd yeah. be like, wait, what's he doing on both? That's weird. Yeah, this guy likes to fly. <laughs> exactly. But who are you thinking? Ted Arcidi. Next question comes in from... <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> you might you might as well said Outback Jack, dude. That was my other name. If they God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I was going to wish you a Merry Christmas and give you some cool gifts. <laughs> <laughs> then you said Ted RCD. Then you said Ted RCD. You son of a bee. Next question comes in from Jesus Ramiro, 93. He said, is the packaging from the original Defining Moments making a return or are we getting a new version? Steve said packaging will be a little evolved with visual nods to the original. So you have to figure just kind of scale down. We're probably black and gold open window on the back, hopefully. And then a story about what the defining moment was. Yeah. But just smaller packaging. Cause that old packaging is pretty beefy. Yeah. That, yeah. Cause I still got my macho man, WrestleMania seven up and I'm like, I always look at it. I'm like such a great figure, but man, that is a, uh, it's a lot of packaging. That's what she said. Okay. Next question comes <laughs> no, in. Fr- 
<laughs> Next question comes in from Hulk's, Hulk Must Pose. I still love that name. That's, That's name. fantastic. He said, action figure attack. Will the new Defining Moments line be in elite form or ultimate form? Now, that's a good question. That is a very good question. That's why I put it in, because Steve said it's going to be an elite form. Fighter Hayabusa, another great name. He asked, seemed like Defining Moments got away from actually capturing a character's moment that truly defined their career and were just regular figures. It appears like the King of the Ring 98 Mankind relaunching the line. We may be getting back to the spirit of the line. Are the figures you have slated after him also in the same vein? Great question. Steve said, yep. Nice. So one figure that I would like to see thrown into the Defining Moments line, and I think has deserved a revisit for some time, is the Money in the Bank Seth Rollins. You're talking about Defining Moments. Like, that was certainly a moment. Yeah, that's actually... So I I would love to see that one. That's a great call, dude. I didn't even think that wasn't even one that even popped into the head, but man, yeah, that's actually a great call. Yeah, that would be a badass one to include in Defining Moments. All right, J-Man, he asked, Steve, how many ringside exclusive Defining Moment figures can we expect a year? Steve said, it may fluctuate from year to year, but more than one. Okay, good to know. Next question came in from BHG738. Hi, Steve. I'm really not understanding why there's no long sideburn head with the Andre Ultimate. He had sideburns while wearing the black singlet before he switched to blue for a reasonable period. So it's not like an odd suggestion. Instead, we have a completely unnecessary four non-sideburn heads here and generally in the whole Mattel line, just one long outdated technology wise Andre sideburn head. Just don't get this. Sorry. Steve said, hopefully we can apply modern Seinberg technology to future Andres. If you had told me when I woke up this morning that I was going to see in a sentence, modern Seinberg technology, <laughs> I would have called you a liar. <laughs> That's like last week when we were talking about, oh God, who was the wrestler that came up all of a sudden? Oh, Jimmy Wang Yang. Yeah, Jimmy Wang Yang. Stop and forgiving you for that, you jerk. It's your favorite figure of all time. By the way, I found one. I'm going to be giving it to you for Christmas. Excellent. I can't wait. I'll try to get it signed, actually. (laughs) That'd be hella funny. (laughs) That'd be a great story. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next question comes in from Cable V. Cable V said, the Mattel Creations launch calendar shows a WWE product drop on January 4th and January 20th. Is this information correct? Steve said, accurate as of today. Okay. So that's retro and the next Coliseum collection, right? Uh, I think one of them is, and don't quote me on this, but I think one of them is the Roswar Kane with ring. Oh, right. Okay. Next question. Nosebleed collectibles. He said, will the defining moments line feature multiple head sculpts like the ultimate line? Steve said, not typically. They'll still be predominantly reserved for ultimates. Next question comes in from Mongo Bears. That's funny. He says his name is Mongo Bears. And then he said, hi, Steve. So Steve Mongo. Steve Mongo. Sorry, just piece that together. It's the way my brain works. Sorry. Now that Harley Race is available once again, do you believe we might possibly get a Vader manager version in the line somehow? Or don't hold our breath. Steve said, I want this very badly, and I bet certain sweaty designer does also. Well, there's a lot of sweaty keyboard warriors that want it too. A little more. Sweaty podcasters. (laughs) Hey. Hey. (laughs) A little more challenging to find the right spot for but not impossible 
So this goes back to your point when you had said that there's a lot of different Harleys they could do. This guy is exactly echoing that where you had mentioned manager Harley race. Correct. That's going to look great next to some Vader figures, I'm telling you. Yep. And that rounds out the news. So, Scott, after the reveals this week, how are you feeling? What are you thinking? Uh, My wallet is crying. Weeping? Yes, weeping. But as a toy collector or a kidult that is carrying the toy industry on his back with so (laughs) many of you listening, I try to really like rein it in a little bit with them because I can get super excited and heap a bunch of praise, but tell me they're not deserving of it. With all of this, bringing King Harley back, bringing back to finding moments, finally giving us the Steiner brothers, all of this great news, plus all of the reveals that we've seen. If you don't consider them the greatest of all time at this point, I'd like to know what more they, oh, that's an honest question. What more they could do? What do you need as further proof? I know that when we started this show, we were, uh, we're 80s kids. We're 90s kids. And we were holding on. We're like, LJN's the best. Hasbro's the best. Right. We can't say that anymore. Like, There's I, no way. There's no way. I mean, Mattel is just, and we don't want to sound like Marks and heap the praises, but they deserve the heaping of praises, despite what Keyboard Warrior says, you know? <laughs> yes. You know, they they pitched million dollars ideas to Mattel and they don't listen to me. <laughs> just like but, people just like people on Twitter pitch million dollar ideas to Vince McMahon and he didn't take any of their plans or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I understand it's kind of apples to oranges. I get that. We're not comparing apples to apples if you take like the LJN and you take the Mattel lines. It's two it is two separate things, but at the end of the day they're all wrestling figures. And yes, Mattel has a greater library of names available to them than say Hasbro or Galoob or Remco or LJN. But the job that they're doing right now is just, dude, it's literally second to none. That is it for all the reveals and all the great news. We have heaped their praises enough. We got to stop acting like Marks. We acted like a Mark under a learning tree earlier and we got to stop Scott. Yeah. Let's wipe our chins and move on. Oh, oh no. From all the drool, from all the drool. Oh, oh. What did you think I meant? All right. We have the listener segment up next. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. All right, everyone. First question comes in from the great, the wonderful Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Scott. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my bi-weekly question. Since it's uh, Christmas this weekend, I want to know what comes to mind when I say Christmas and wrestling. Kind of thinking presents. What presents come to mind? For me, there's two. I know I got over the years way more than two things. And they're both video game related. But... Two video games that I know I got for Christmas. Two wrestling video games that I know I got for Christmas. One is WCW Nitro. This game is well known of sucking. But what made this game even worse for me is I got it for PC. Not necessarily PC gamer, but, you know, it was just I kind of had to make do because I didn't have a PlayStation or even an N64. But the computer that I used was slow and this game was very slow 
it felt like one frame a second, if that. Bottom line, horrible. The other one is WWE SmackDown. Shut your mouth. And oddly enough, the reason why I remember this, well, earlier that year, I got WWF SmackDown Just Bring It for the PlayStation 2. Love the game. Within that year, I basically had my PlayStation 2 stolen from me. Long story short, uh, I was letting friends in my neighborhood borrow it. I let the wrong friend borrow it, and I used that word very loosely because they were a newer friend, and they didn't live in my neighborhood. And then after I let him borrow it, he tried to tell me that it was stolen. And shortly after that, he moved. What makes this even worse is, you know, at the time this system came out, you know, I was like 15, 16. And this newer friend was older. He was an adult. Early 20s, probably. Can't remember. And I never told my parents. So for this particular Christmas... I get this PS2 game and I have to act excited, but I didn't have a PS2 to play it on and I never ever played it and still haven't played it to this day. But yeah, that's uh, two wrestling Christmas presents that I think of or came to mind. What gifts come to mind for you? And before I go, I want to talk about my very first house show that I went to. What? kind of sucks is that uh i'm so young at least compared to you guys that all the house shows you mentioned last week were before my very first house show my very first house show was april 22nd 1994 at the richfield coliseum in richfield ohio the former home of the cleveland Cavs. Weren't really going with the full name at that point. It was definitely it was the Cleveland Cavs. And uh, sadly, that arena is gone. I'm correct. It's a, it might be a parking lot, but it, it got totally demolished. A lot of uh, wrestling history there. A few Survivor Series. But for me, it was the home of this date for the WrestleMania 10 Revenge Tour. And here was the card. Quang defeated the 1-2-3 Kid. Alundra Blaze defeated Lalani Kai to retain the WWF World Women's title. Lex Luger defeated Crush. Razor Ramon defeated Diesel by DQ in a match for the WWF Intercontinental title. Now, I remember when this happened because Diesel came out the champion, but... Diesel wasn't champion on TV yet. And I remember being very confused. Well, he didn't win the title back because Razor won by DQ. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Sparky Plug. IRS defeated Tatanka by DQ. Men on a Mission defeated the Quebecers. And in the main event of the night, the WWF World Heavyweight Champion Bret Hart Retained the title when he defeated his brother, Owen Hart. Things that I remember getting from uh, this house show. Razor Ramon Razor Necklace, a foam Tatanka Tomahawk, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got a program. 
and a foam intercontinental title. And sadly, I do not have any of that. Though if I could pick one thing that I would rebuy, and I am kind of looking for it, is the uh, intercontinental title. I really love a foam intercontinental title because as a kid, that was one of my favorite toys. Next after that is the foam tomahawk. It was actually the one thing that I had the longest. I used it as a prop for a little bit we were doing in a talent show. Or should I had a friend use it and um, he broke it. And to this day, he still has not repaid me. Uh, make this story even worse. Oh, he was supposed to be the best man at my wedding, but ghosted me just a couple months before. And I haven't spoke to him since. And now that'll do it for me. Can't wait to hear what you guys say. Uh, hope you both have a Merry Christmas. I love hearing people's house shows that they went to. And I don't know why. Like, I just kind of envision the, the scene of house shows so when people send in their house shows like i just see the main house light focused on the ring uh i envisioned like what justin just said diesel facing razor i envisioned brett versus owen it's just like i kind of get the visual of just being in the crowd watching all this go on I just, I, there's something about house shows that i just love man yeah yeah they're smaller they're intimate they're they're pretty sweet dude they're a lot of fun to go to they kind of they're not as strict i guess you could say like they are on a pay-per-view they can kind of let loose a little bit right right okay so we did talk about gifts earlier we'll kind of get into this kind of quickly video games so mom and dad were really good about getting video games that were on our list however they kind of strayed a couple times and most of the times it it was a hit I think RC Pro-Am was a game that they strayed from. Like, that wasn't on our list, but unless you had it on your list, Scott, I don't know. No, definitely not. But you and I played the heck out of that game. I loved RC Pro-Am. I still love RC Pro-Am. However, there was one game Mom got where she strayed from the list, and it was Spy versus Spy. Oh, yeah. And... For the NES. I tried so hard to like that game because Mom got it for us. And I played it and played it and could not get into that game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I didn't care for it either. I know. And it was a, it was a game that we got. And I'm like, Spy versus Spy. Okay, like random. Unless it was on Scott's list. I don't know. but Nope. And I tried so hard to like it. But you know what's funny is if you go back to that game, it was a split screen. And basically you would plant bombs. If the opponent found the bomb, it would blow up and they died and you got a kill count or whatever, you know. Right, right. So basically, if you think about it, it was like Bond 64 before Bond 64. Uh Oh, with the, uh, the C4. Well, also with the multiplayer and the like going around killing somebody. Oh, like right. Yes, that too. So anyways, looking back, like I tried to like that game so much, but it just wasn't happening. I don't really remember any wrestling video games for Christmas. Because again, when one came out, we would just go buy it. Uh, We did. A wrestling game for Christmas? Uncle John brought over WrestleMania, the original (laughs) game with Hogan on the front. That was, I thought that was a birthday gift for me. No? Oh, that was a birthday gift? I think so. I think I got it as a birthday gift from him. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Because I thought, well, you know what? Your birthday... It's close. Yeah, it's, it's close. within two months. So my seven, eight-year-old brain probably kind of thought it was in that time frame. Okay, okay, I, th- I was wrong then. But you're right. Uncle John did get that for us, but I thought that was for my birthday. But of course, it became a gift for both of us because we were both like super excited. We made the best of it. Horrible game, but we definitely made the best of it. 
Absolutely. That was another game you were like, we're, we're trying to like this, man. It has Hogan in it. Yes. Like Justin explaining Nitro. Uh, by the way, if anybody has an extra PS2, can you send it on over to Justin so he can finally play SmackDown Shut Your Mouth? Uh, dude. I was going to say, man, Justin needs better friends. Yeah, seriously. Those people suck. That's horrible. What grown-ass man steals a PS2 from a kid? What a dick. Justin, you know what? You got friends in us, dude. We would never do any of those things to you, my friend. Well, I, I don't know. I did love the PS2. I mean, it was a great system. So. The one that you're talking current times, if it was a PS5. You know, uh, yeah. You'd consider it. If maybe. I really didn't like the kid, maybe. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, WWF at the Oakland Coliseum, March 4th, 1994. Scott, we were there. 3,700 fans. This was our sixth house show? Fifth house show? Okay. The Bushwhackers defeated the Heavenly Bodies at 11 minutes and 44 seconds when Butch pinned Del Rey after the, the battering ram. Wow. Do you remember this card, by the way? It was a tag team extravaganza. And if I'm not mistaken, John Candy passed away this day. Oh, okay. Yes, I don't know why I remember that. Doink and Dink, the clown, defeated Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon at 13 minutes and 23 seconds when Doink pinned Bam Bam after Dink, who was taken backstage earlier in the bout following an injury, returned and distracted Bigelow. I can't see... 1994 me being very happy about that wwf tag team champions the quebecers which is funny because justin had them at his show defeated the one two three kid and jim powers oh substituting for marty Janetti at 11 minutes and 51 seconds when pierre pinned the kid with a leg drop off the top so wait jim powers was in that match and didn't take the fall wow no one two three kid did no wonder that poor guy turned heel. Jeez. WWF World Champion Yokozuna and Bastion Booger defeated Men on a Mission at 7 minutes 59 seconds when Yoko pinned Mo with a belly-to-belly -belly suplex. I was shocked because Yoko was in that match. Because I thought he should have been leading up to WrestleMania 10 because we're on the road to WrestleMania 10 on this one. Right. So we're not on the Revenge Tour. We're on the road to WrestleMania 10. Yes. I'm going to get to the headlining match, and I thought Yoko should have been part of that match. So we'll get to that in a sec. Samu and the Tonga Kid substituting for an injured Fatu defeated the Smoking Guns at 13.02 when Samu pinned Bart with a thrust kick as Bart came off the top. So the replacement partner went into a match and got a win. Correct. Interesting. Okay. And here was the main event. Bret Hart and Lex Luger defeated Owen Hart and IRS at 14 minutes, 46 seconds when Luger pinned IRS with a roll-up. So that was our fifth or sixth ever house show. Well, I guess I could see why they would put IRS because if you're going to have the faces go over, you don't want Owen to take a pin because he's slated to beat Bret. You don't want Yoko to take a pin because he's your champion. So I guess that kind of makes sense as to why IRS just got thrown in there. Eh, kind of does, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, that was our tag team extravaganza. So I wanted to get that in real quick. So I do have a uh, wrestling figure story for Christmas. Outside of the one we told earlier about getting the bendies and the ring and the 12-inch scale figures and the thumb wrestlers. Okay. What you got? Early 2010s. I would believe it would have been 2012. Yeah, 2012. I show up to your house for Christmas and we're giving gifts. And I open up the package, and in the package, Macho King Randy Savage Legends figure. RSC. Ringside exclusive. Ringside exclusive. 
from you to me. You didn't even buy yourself one. You got it for me. It's still up on the wall. No, it's not for sale. Even to you, Jeff. Damn it. It's one I still look at. Mm, I should have kept that. (laughs) (laughs) In true Christmas spirit, though, you did not. (laughs) I should have kept that. Damn it. The hell was I thinking? But yes, that was that's still a prized part of my collection. Would never even consider parting with it unless it was going to you. But a, a very fond Christmas memory of receiving a wrestling figure. Thank you, Justin. Merry Christmas to you, Scott. Last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott. JT here back with that bi-weekly submission. Well, boys, it's prediction time. Here's my predictions for what we're going to see in 2023. Like last year, I'll be covering everybody. So let's get into it. Wait, Everybody? Everybody? That's like 11 companies. Mattel, I think this year's Comic-Con surprise will be the Steiner Brothers. Well, <laughs> you might have been a little bit early on that one, uh, JT. Good prediction, though. We did see them, but a lot earlier. Well, we didn't see them. They were announced. True, yes. Clarification, or else we get the... So, anyways. Uh, yes. So, JT is probably right. We will see the Steiner Brothers at San Diego Comic-Con. Elites of Rick and Scott Steiner certainly seem like something Mattel would hold back on saying they could do only to surprise us at Comic-Con. Assuming Powertown hasn't got him, I think Mattel is going to start giving us some Harley race figures. Okay. Wait a second. Hold on, hold on. When did JT send this in? He sent this in December 13th. Wow. It was like he had a crystal ball in front of him or he works for Mattel. Holy crap. Okay, JT. Kudos to you, man. Okay, what insider information do you have and where can Hmm. we get this? What is your real name? <laughs> Assuming Powertown hasn't gotten them, I think Mattel is going to start giving us some Harley race figures. Aside from an ultimate of King Harley, we'll also be seeing Manager Harley and NWA Red Robe Harley. Worst case scenario, Powertown is going to give us some Harley race. And that's about as bad as getting three bags of chips from the vending machine instead of one. True. That's... That's good that we get three bags of chips. Heck yeah, I love three bags of chips. Especially if it's Cool Ranch Doritos. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Mattel has been quiet on it, but I think this year's Mattel creation is going to be backstage playset. The main set is going to be a locker room, with it branching off to gorilla position in general manager's office, if fully unlocked. Figures included are Ultimate Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, and Mean Gene. Yes, please. Yeah, we would love all three of those in Ultimate. I will fund that right now. And elites will be seeing Triple H, Braun Breaker, Adam Pierce, Andre Chase, L.A. Knight, and Chad Gable, Joe Gacy, and Ridge Holland. Jazzwares. I really don't have much to predict for Jazzwares other than more guys who haven't gotten figures yet, and hopefully a locker room playset. All out brawl aside, come on Mattel or Jazzwares. I love me some extreme sets, but they can't be the only ones producing locker room playsets for wrestling figures. I heard that there's going to be one where a door can be kicked down and there will be a dog and it will come with Ace Steel, CM Punk, and the Bucks. Hmm. And a very uncomfortable looking Tony Khan. <laughs> Allegedly. That's what I heard. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Boss fight. Dates for when the MLW line will be released are coming this spring to early summer. I'm going to hold on to these and see how many of them he got right for next year. Do it. Chella. Same can be said about Cella Toys' impact line. Assuming they've gotten that far, Series 2 will follow the same format as 1 and have the Motor Machine Guns, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, as the two male figures and Gail Kim and Jordan Grace as the two females. 
All right, let's move over to Powertown. As I mentioned above, I think Mattel no longer can do Harley. Powertown will do the honors of creating wrestling figures for him. He also said regarding Powertown alongside Harley, expect the missing link, Captain Lou, and Jack Tunney. Oh, interesting. I would love a Captain Lou. Storm Collectibles. The Great Muda is the next figure we're getting. Finally, and I'm going long for this one, I think at some point next year we will get an announcement about a new NJPW line. It may be Super 7 bringing the NJPW line back to life. It may be Storm taking the helm or someone new. But we will see an NJPW line in the upcoming year. That's all my predictions, guys. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, JT. We hope you had a good Christmas. If you got some figures, please let us know. Our predictions will be next week along with our top 10s. JT had some great predictions and some he even called a shot early on. Yeah, he already nailed some of them, so well done, dude. And that will round out the Christmas episode that wasn't very Christmassy, but it gave us a lot of Christmas presents from Mattel, so... Definitely. Steve Ozer came in with a Santa hat, so that was Christmas enough for me. Real, real quick, I uh, want you guys to check out Wrestling Figure Database, that where you can find almost every wrestling figure ever made. Check it out over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Also, check out Wrestling Toy Tracker, so if you're in the hunt for any carded or loose prices of LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's Just Toys, Bendems, Defining Moments, or Retros, head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. And you know what? I'm not going to do the roll call this week of podcasting buddies. This week, I just want everybody to have a merry, safe Christmas. Enjoy your time with your family. Scott, I will be seeing you Saturday night. Yes, or which, sir. Which could be last night as the show drops, but I will be uh, giving you your gifts. I think the super cool part of it is going to be giving mom her gift. Yes. So she won't be listening to this and the show will drop after she's been receiving her gift. Correct. So mom is up there in age, but she's a huge Warriors fan. And we got her a couple of tickets to go to the Warriors game. We will be uh, taking her over there. She'll be the first time it will be her going to the Chase Center. So what we're going to do is we're going to give her the starting lineup Steph Curry figure. And a huge thank you to Jeremy Conrad for sending over the Steph Curry figure. We're going to give her that, and then we're going to show her the tickets to the Chase Center for the January 7th matchup of Warriors versus Orlando. So can't wait to give her that. She's going to be so stoked. And one of the cool parts of it, too, is we got these season t- or we got these tickets from a season ticket holder. And one of the perks of being a Warrior season ticket holder is you can request to be part of the uh, courtside fans that get to watch the before game shoot around. And that is going to happen for mom. So it's not very often that we get to do something like super ultra special for mom, but considering how she has made Christmas for us so special since we were kids, it's kind of nice to to step up and do something like this for her. So hopefully she enjoys it. Hopefully she loves it. Uh, Jeff, you're going to be the one doing all of this. We only get, we're able to get two tickets. So you're going to be the one taking her to the game and doing all that stuff. So get me lots of pictures. Uh, hopefully Steph Curry's able to play. I know he's out with an injury right now. Hopefully he gets to see him. I kind of doubt it. It doesn't yeah. seem like he's coming back that quick. Yeah. But hopefully he's there and, you know, in good spirits. But I hope mom has a blast. So send me lots of pictures. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes, can't wait to give her those. And I hope everybody had a wonderful and great Christmas. So, Scott, for episode 361, anything else? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thank you, everyone, for following us all these years and listening to the show and making it what it is today. Stay safe, stay healthy, fig license 2016, and happy toy hunting.
Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> he said he wanted to wish, us, wish everyone a Merry Christmas, that keyboard warrior, but I don't think he was... I think he was lying. I think he was lying. So anyways, I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 361. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Fully posable. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.